Yeah. Uh, we're here. <laughs> it's pre-tapes number seven. Wow. That's right. Yeah, we're wow, we've got seven of these? Yes. Over on my right, it's Zach Hilton. Let me tell you, if I don't get a 1990s pop album with Joe Leone, and the hot single is not called Something to Add, I riot. <laughs> Speaking of, over on my left, it is Joe Leone. Line two, ride till I die. <laughs> He's just That's accepted his it. Fourth at this album. Point. <laughs> He's just accepted it at this point. Uh, today, right. today we're here to talk about NXT episode two hundred eight, which is February twelfth, two thousand fourteen, and uh, we're starting off hot here again. Uh, it's six woman tag: Bailey, Emmy, Bailey, Bailey, Emma. I can say this. I swear to God. Bailey, Emma, Natalia versus the BFFs with Alicia Fox. So Charlotte is sitting this one out. It's uh, Sasha, Summer Rae, and Alicia are teaming. Well, obviously Charlotte's going to sit out because at this point she has nothing other than her name, Flair. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, she has no no idea what's going on. Just like, now. they can't even get their entrance right when they all do the snap thing. Yeah. Like, they <laughs> like all five look- Five oh, <laughs> they all look confused. Oh, but yeah. I, I, I mean, for what it is, I enjoy it. And like, what's great is that you can tell Natalia is the one who's like booking the match, but like everybody get their own stuff in. It's not a bad match. It was, it was actually TV watchable. Yeah. Like you said, nothing really hot to report here, except for, uh, what the hell's... Okay, so first, it's a four-person booth, because they introduce Renee Young on commentary. Yeah! yeah that's, that's one thing I was going to say, is there were so many rotating uh, commentators during the time. Uh, I think, Tensai? Yeah, before he becomes William Jason Regal. Albert. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I think that's just because they had so many people, they didn't know what position to put them in yet, and, you know, it's a learning process. But yeah. let me tell you, I think my favorite thing out of this is how badly Renee wants to fuck Regal. <laughs> well, see, and what's funny is, like, everybody is creeping on her because they're like, oh, it's two days before Valentine's Day. And I know why I fell in love with Renee Young, because she busts out ch- a ch- Simpsons. Ch- ch- a ch- yeah. She rocks a, a Simpsons reference, like, almost first thing. It's great. Yeah. No, that's awesome. I love that. And I love the fact that they always, like you said, were like, stop hitting on Regal. But then someone would be like, oh, it's Emma. I love Emma. And yeah. it's like, don't, don't. Now you're just mansplaining. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> They're all perving on her. It's weird. But I, yeah, I think, I think this is where she hits off. And I'm sorry to spend so much time on Renee, but like, this is part of what I, why I fell in love with NXT. Uh, she, I don't know if it's this episode or the next one, so I, I'm sorry, but she busts out with a, I'm not sure if any of you all have ever had girlfriends, Tom, I'm sure you haven't. And I about <laughs> died laughing. Yeah, I remember that. That's pretty great. No, but yeah. I mean, like, NXT is not only for wrestlers, it's also the the announcers. Mm-hmm. It's, the, it's the ring announcer. It, everybody's learning their place to get somewhere else. And like you said, like we've never seen a woman like on commentary before. I mean, like backstage maybe, but like this is this is brand new to us. And the fact that she's knocking it out of the park is even more impressive. 
Well, I think the even the best part, too, is that she's basically throwing blows back to him, too. So she's showing that she can hang. Yeah. And I think that was one of the most uh, important parts of it and not just kind of like laughing it off. You know what I mean? And not having any type of comeback, but like throwing throwing shade at him, you know? Absolutely. She's wonderful. And she's at this time the best thing in NXT. Absolutely. Um, and so I think Bailey, Emma and Natty get the win. I, yeah, you know, it, like you said, the the best way to put it is it was a serviceable TV match. Yeah, it's eight to ten minutes, and it got everybody's shit in, and it was fine. Yep, that takes us to Aiden English versus Colin Cassidy. Um, it's a it's a decent match, and I know I said it in the last episode. This is what I was thinking about, but I enjoy heel Aiden, and to be quite honest, I was shocked he won. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. Yeah, and there was a. It's pretty. I don't even remember how the how it went down, but I feel like the only thing I was like that that took big big Colin Cassidy out because it was just like a, a simple neck breaker or something, wasn't it? Yeah, but he was working on what his knee the whole time. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's what I was. I was a little confused, but that's still like you. I was I was surprised that he that he won. Yeah, well, I mean, like, okay, so I feel. It's it's like old school wrestling mentality where your finisher is the most devastating thing, at least at this. True. Yeah. yeah. So if you're That's working true. the leg and the guy can't do anything and you finally hit your one move, then I it, it works. I think in this era of NXT, it works because we don't have Ricochet. We don't have Adam Cole. We don't have right. Ben Balor. So until we get to that level, I don't think we have those matches. We just get the old school, what Triple H loved about WCW matches. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, throughout these, I, I didn't throw these in. I guess I should have. But throughout these, we're getting like the commercials for Elimination Chamber. We're getting yeah. commercials for Don't Try This at Home, like lots of Don't Try This at Home commercials. Um, right. So this would would have been NXT TV because it's just well, actually, this is right around the when the network releases. I think. Yes, it is. It is. The, the network's yeah, out at this like point. A week before. So um, I, I'm just trying to figure out, like, because I know I think we start seeing arrival commercials at this point too. Yes, we do, and they're so cheesy and awesome. It's great. <laughs> But uh, that t- you know who's arriving in XT? C Neville. Yeah. Dallas. <laughs> wonderful, absolutely wonderful. Um, next we have Sami Zayn. Uh, he wants Cesaro to come say no to him face to face. So they are having a little face to face, and Zayn is just doing whatever he can to try to get this match from Cesaro, who ultimately. No, keep going. Sorry. I was just going to say, he ultimately does say yes, sort of. But... Negative. Negative. Yeah. He doesn't say yes. Because mm. what's great is the fact, this is what I want to take away from it. It's a good promo between the both of them. But what I absolutely love is that Sami Zayn's finger is on the pole so much, like he's such a face, is that when the crowd chants pinky swear, and he's giving his hand like he's going to shake it, which... Most people would do like most good guys, Mm -hmm. like they don't pay attention to what's actually happening around them. They're just told what to do. But instead of doing that, he puts out his pinky. 
Yep. Crowd goes yep. nuts for it. Mm-hmm. And then Cesaro being like, this is the point where I'm like, okay, maybe, maybe Cesaro does have a great grasp on what he's doing is that he does the pinky as well, but then says no, which is a good, like, Oh, I'm taking away what you want. And then kicks the dude in his knee. Yeah. Um, and at that point, Triple H comes out and Triple H is like, nah, since these people want it, you're going to get it, which is really funny to look at it because I don't think there's a point in NXT that I've ever felt like they don't know what they're doing, right. where I look at the main product now and the main product, there are times where I'm like, I don't know what they're doing so much. So they had to come out recently, all of them and be like, we're going <laughs> to give you what you want. So it's funny to me that Triple H legitimately came out to the ring and said, we're going to give the fans what they want, and it's a match between you two. And looking at today, they don't want to give it to us, and it's hurt their product so much. And like you said, you can usually tell there's not a plan. Uh, I would say the same. Like I always felt like there was some type of plan. You can see like... Uh, you kind of see the light, right? You, you again. We know they're gonna. We know. We know where they're. they're we know where they're going. Get there. Right. Yeah. But they don't. We don't know how they're gonna get there. So like, <laughs> but you could always tell that there's a plan. Side note: Triple H looks about 20 years younger. I know. Oh, right? it's because he actually had a little hair on his head. I was gonna say like this is like one of the first times we see bald trips. I think like. Yeah, I know this was the beginning stage of bald, but like he had the like a half inch of hair and his beard wasn't down to his fucking navel. Yeah. He didn't have like, 10 pound bags under his eyes. No, like he's he's like fresh faced practically <laughs> Triple H. But it, it was just nice. The fact of like Triple H made a baby and he never like he never uses it to look like a shithead like. Yeah. There's no reason that we needed a corrupt GM. Hell, I don't think even when Regal's there, we still have never had a douchebag GM. Nope. No. And it's and it's nice. It's good that we don't. Yeah, you know. Uh, I mean, yeah, I, I can't I can't disagree with that. Like, it was it's he's there just to like you said before. We need to give these people what they want, and that's all I'm here for is to say that and then I'm out. Yep. And let me tell you, like, it's such a refresher. Like, I hate to be this way. It makes me achingly want him to get a shot at running WWE because I'm so interested on how the TV product would be if Vince McMahon was gone. And I don't, I don't ill will Vince McMahon. It's his company. He does what he wants, but this is the beginning stage of triple H getting to run NXT. And like, he is knocking it out of the park. Like not everything is great, obviously, because he's got to find his duds, the Mason Ryans, Mm -hmm. but it's sure shit better than reality TV show NXT. Thanks Kevin Dunn and Vince McMahon. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. Seriously. Um, it's a like double on that. Like, like you said, finding the duds, like at this point, you know, you only had a handful of guys and girls that were going to be your, your mainstays are going to be the, the guys and girls are going to, uh, bring eyes and, and whatnot to, to the product. Whereas now look at it four years later, all the players that you have on the bench, right. To pick and play and, and put them into, put them into play. Like it's, 
four years of, of building. Right. So, mm-hmm. right. um, I, I agree. You got all your people that you have on the main roster to do the same thing. You know, he's going to knock it out of the park also. Um, he just needs that chance. Yep. Yeah. So, uh, that brings us to Ty Dillinger versus CJ Parker. And this is like well before 10 Ty. This is before he teamed with Jason Jordan. This is just, this is Ty Dillinger. I was going to say this is definitely pre-Jordan, right? Because Jordan's later on and he's got his big ass hair. Yep. <laughs> but it was, it, I mean, like, I like Ty and like, granted, I didn't get to see the shades of what Ty can be. But I mean, th- you know, CJ is the one who's getting pushed. He goes over and he cuts his promo at the end. And this is where it really shined of like, oh, God, you're you don't believe in this. And I'm not getting behind you, Jack. Joe. Um, yeah, I mean, it was... <laughs> what's so, nothing what's so to funny? add. No, that was, nothing I wasn't going to say that at all. I wasn't going to say that at all. I was just waiting. I didn't know if you were done. Jesus, get off my dick. I'm yeah. going to get... Hey, let me tell you. I'm not on your dick. And B, you're the one who took four fucking seconds to answer. So don't give me that sass. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Jesus. Um, yeah, I I think I stepped away for a second while it was uh, still playing. <laughs> so I came back. I didn't, know who, I didn't know who he was facing. I knew it was CJ Parker. I didn't even realize it was Ty Dillinger until... Like after he was getting pinned, so right. uh, yeah, it was just kind of like, oh, hey, it must have been obviously the early days of of Ty. I'm not sure when he actually started to do anything. Probably a couple years after that. But uh, I will say this about uh, Mr. C.J. Parker is that I felt like uh, from a couple episodes ago where I was like, okay, cool, um, this one, I guess I could, I wouldn't say foresee that he was gonna ask for resignation or whatever but i kind of saw the same same thing a little bit like all right are you just saying this because you you have to or like i don't know you just, i guess you kind of seen the eyes like you just didn't really give a shit you know uh, right didn't want didn't want to be there so i could kind of see that now when i'm watching watching this now um you know obviously i didn't think he would resign or anything but you could you could definitely well, tell in this promo well i mean like the way he was delivering the lines just comes so force fed. And I mean, a lot of guys have that, but this is what, like, for instance, this is what I always like loved about Joe wrestling is that you could give him anything and he would run with it. And that's what's important in wrestling in my eyes, because there are guys like triple H who are told you're going to be coming in as some Greenwich you know, colonial looking dude. (laughs) And then eventually he got to do what he wanted to do. He got to be with his best friend and then get attitude and then become a dickhead and then marry a lady to run a company. But like, at least he started and gave it his all just like Joe would CJ Parker didn't give it his all. He may have given like 75%, which is fine, but it only got you so far and it got you so far so much that you get upset and quit when he eventually jobs to somebody. I forget who it is. It's like, I would say a year down the line. It's Owens. But like it's Owens. Yes. For his right. debut. It's, Owens is, it's Owens first match, yep. right? Yep. Like he, he, he jobs to Owens and is so upset at the fact that I think he thought he was better than Owens and 
like this should go to show you how much you're not because even Owens, I mean, it's kind of poetic. Look at what Owens has done since like that. He's come out. He's been the U S champion, like, you know, the champion of America. Mm -hmm. He's, he's come in with a tag team with Sami Zayn, which is fucking nonstop awesomeness. And he's been universal champion and kind of, you know, you know, put to the side and was like doing the best that he could, but did it. I'm sorry. I'm going wait. I'm giving CJ Parker too much of my fucking breath. <laughs> and so yeah. last thing on CJ Parker, then before we move to the main event, do you think it's because he would have preferred to stay the good dancing guy? Cause you kind of see that in what he's doing as juice. Do you think he just didn't want to become a bad guy? Yeah. Uh, well, I think what like a lot of times what could happen is like, Things go day to day. Things do like, okay, I need you to do this instead of this. And there's a good chance that's what happened. They were like, well, what if we did this? Because you look like this. And he may have just been like, well, I'm not into that. And then told, well, that's what you're doing. And that's why you job so much is because you throw so much of a fit that you now just become a guy that needs to get other guys over. Mm. Well, let's take it to the, the main event of the evening. The Wyatt family have returned. And oh they're, boy! They're taking on Jason Jordan and Marcus Louis, who we talked about. Uh, with he's going to be teaming with Lafour here relatively Lafour. soon. <laughs> yeah, and Jason Jordan really. I mean, like again, it's a squash match, but it was awesome because at this point they went to the WWE. They're up at the. They're up north, baby, mm-hmm. and like it's awesome that. You know, we brought them back to say a goodbye, and it was a very good goodbye. It's a very Wyatt promo, um, and it was it was just a good way to end the show. It never set up anything for them to be at a rival or anything like that. Um, I know they similarly did something with the Shield. I forget if it's before or after this. Um, I just I, I enjoyed seeing them on there. And I remember watching this is what I was saying a couple episodes back where I was like, we watched this while recording uh, the radio. I remember this segment. Yeah, I, I like um, it's funny that I love this Bray Wyatt and I still really enjoy this Bray Wyatt. But I, I think it gets lost, like how really good and evolved he has taken that character like this Bray is, is wonderful, don't get me wrong. But the Bray that we got, yeah, he loses, and I understand like his place may be different. But every time I see Bray Wyatt, I'm like, man, that guy is so effing good. And it's it's insane like the, the, the growth he's had over the years, in four years. I, I get that Bray Wyatt, you know, his win-loss record is pretty fucking shitty. Mm-hmm. But... I will always sit here and be excited for when Bray Wyatt has like a big feud or something like that. Like I feel, you know, the Matt Hardy feud was a little dry. I think it was a little forced and mistimed, but other than that, like I know leading into faces Johnny at WrestleMania. And I remember that video package just being one of the best things I've ever seen. I mean, it was pure villain versus superhero. And I think Bray is always going to have that creativeness and the way that he can work it. I mean, okay, perfect, perfect fucking fuck you, CJ Parker. (laughs) You're talking, you're talking about a guy that was Husky Harris. Yeah. And then told, Hey, what if you we did this with your character and look how well 
he just transformed himself into this guy where I believe he's Bray Wyatt. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Um, one quick question. When did when did the Wyatt family lose to the Ascension, Ascension and drop the belts? Uh, Do you know? This would have been sometime in 2013. I would say two months before. Yeah, and probably. then they just disappeared, and that's when they went up to TV. Yeah, yeah. like they, oh, okay. they just lose the title, walk away, and then they went to TV because I think at Chamber, gotcha. I think at Chamber, that's when they beat up Johnny. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, got it. That takes us to uh, the end of the show, which means yeah, we're at the end. Yeah, we got to say that hot close. Goodbye. Bye. I saw it on TV I guess it'll be one empty seat When I wrestle at Wimbledon I used to tear my shirt But now you tore my heart I knew you were a hulkamaniac Right from the very start Right from the start